everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is October 10th, 2021. I told Jeff, let's see if you could just shut the fuck up for 10 seconds. And of course you couldn't. I tried my best. Who was it? It was, it was Conniff in here. Remember a couple weeks ago? Yeah. I don't say anything for 10 seconds. And he just puts his hand on the table. It's just, God dang it. Fuck, John. That's why you're in the minor leagues. Come on, DC, John. <laughs> uh, what a week. Whole lot to cover. I got our uh, fake tough guy update. We're going to start with this. Good. I can't wait to see where, where you're going because this is one of those where I look at you and I go, have you had enough? I got a lot of feedback of people that laughed that we called out Darren last week when Darren was a fake tough guy uh, going after A.J. Preller. People liked that we called him out that he was Olive Garden buddies with uh, A.J. He's all angry. Darren's just going to show up at 19 Tony Gwynn Drive in the John L. Sullivan pose trying to call out uh, trying to call out Preller. But I was in L.A. yesterday, Dave, yeah. and as I'm driving around L.A., I found the newest member, Darren's co-captain of the fake tough guy team. Okay. And that's that little fucking shit, John Stewart. I'm so fucking... John Stewart? John Stewart's got a new show coming out. Okay. So he's got all these billboards... Yeah. And he's so intense staring at the camera. What's the name of the show? John Stewart has something to say, and you're going to hear it. John Stewart. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, John Stewart. John Stewart and Darren are the guys that they came over to your house and they're like, hey, hey, guy, music's a little loud here at the party, okay? And you'd be like, oh, yeah? They're fucking loud. You just John Stossel them both. Oh, yeah? How's that fucking hear? That help your ear? Ah, it hurts. <laughs> Buses go by, it hurts. Dude. I, Get up. Duh, you want another one? Get the fuck out of here. I'll tell you when the music's loud. Did you see the video of the guy today that was going around that told the guy with the leaf blower? I swear to God, Dave, that is the hardest I have laughed. Okay, okay. Yeah, hey, you made your point. I'm leaving. I'm Guys, like, we can't even keep our windows open. Come on. And that guy's like, he's, oh, you know what? I'm not the fucking boss. You know what? Fuck you. I'm taking you out. I'm taking all my clothes off and I'm going to beat you up. Yes. What was that? <laughs> uh, why did that guy let that video get off his phone? I have no idea. He probably thought, I'm going to post this and people are going to see, look what happens. Instead, everyone thinks, dude, you're the biggest puss of all time. You got gelded yes. on live, well, whatever, on yeah. your own phone. <laughs> And you posted it. Listen, don't anybody fall victim to the idea that John Stewart's a fucking tough guy. John Stewart's not shit. Five foot eight. Dude, he's not five eight. He's shorter than that. Is I think he? John Stewart's about five four. Duh. And no time for these fucking guys. I'll think it all of a sudden now. They're gonna walk in. My favorite one of my favorite comedians yeah. is Brian Callen. Brian okay. Callen is so goddamn funny. He's the guy who does the podcast with Brandon Schaub. Yeah. And Brandon Schaub's an MMA fighter. And Brian Callen's always like, hey, if you're in a street fight, this is, and Schaub's like, you're not tough. <laughs> Shut up. And I swear, Brian Callen puts these videos out on Instagram. Okay, now you want to get here? You want to have your legs here? And Schaub just starts smacking him around. <laughs> hey, knock it off. Dude, they, those two guys together are so funny. And that's exactly how I picture anybody from big business politics, whatever the case may be. John Stewart shows up. They're going to just be like, shut up, you fucking twerp. Now, according to this, John Stewart's 5'7". I swear I thought he was shorter than that. 5'7", 
The person who, honestly, I thought you were about to call out. If you were to yeah. say, hey, I will give you 20 bucks if you get this right. Okay. I thought you were calling out Kaplan. What did he do? What do you mean, what do you do? Oh, fuck Dean. Fuck oh, the yeah. Chargers. Fuck this. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Where were you today? Oh, you at the Charger game? With his whole family. Yeah, with his whole family. Did you see his seat? Fuck, could you be any higher, Kaplan? Dude. So here God you go. God damn it. You were here. You know who was 20 feet from me on Monday? Fucking Boltman. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That. So that's what I was saying. So sign down. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> you can have my costume for 800000 Do you want it? Hey, no. I'm so sorry for everything. Did San Diego hate me? Yes. Damn it. Dave, I'm so dizzy. Fuck. Fuck. That's all I can understand is fuck. I'm not fucking Dave. You fucker. You and your fucking meathead friend. Fuck, I'm just trying to make some kind of impact on the world. And you fuckers tell your goddamn jokes. Dave, I'm so dizzy. Fuck. It's so hot here. I got those familiar pants. And I'm afraid my pants are going to shut. Let me tell you, there's nothing what? more San Diego of all time than fucking Boltman fucking there's standing th- in front of that microphone in that fucking courtroom. Good afternoon. <laughs> it was a, the dumbest, most embarrassing moment in San Diego history. More so than the guy jerking off in the end zone. That asshole Faulkner shaking hands with him. Well, aren't you a fine looking fella? Thank you, Kevin. Now I'm the mayor. That's right. That's right. Mayor baby. No, you little fucking shrimp. <laughs> hey, mayor, turn right here for a picture. Choo-choo, choo-choo, choo-choo. Are you saying this, Harry? Hey, get the fuck out of here. I'm leaving. Do you validate? There's not a bigger fucking douchebag in the history of San Diego douchebags. Then that little fucker with his little white cleats. And I used to love when that guy would reach out. Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm available if you need me. I'm like, I'd rather have my fucking left nut <laughs> kicked, kneed, bronzed, than spend a minute with you. Well, that seems pretty dramatic. Not really. You're boring. Oh, fuck. Would you fucking call me? You're a boring little shit in a stinky full man. <laughs> Every week it's sanitized. What are you smiling at? Rivers just to another interception yeah. with less than a minute to go. I can stay awake just to hear you breathing. Do you I can sing that? Jesus. Fucking asshole. Fucking asshole. So between Boltman, Kaplan, who goes to the fucking game, and fucking um Do you remember when we sign almost, guy next week? I yeah. can't wait. Let's see. All you tough guys. I'm gonna tell you this. I was this fucking close. Dave was this fucking close to being executive vice presidents of Cited. How would we come in here tonight with any fucking credibility? How the fuck would we give out a thermos or a hat, a tank top t-shirt, when our fucking leader is up there kissing John and AG's ass? My God, Scott, be better. 
Does Scott get a pass because he put hashtag Browns? No, you, you weren't in Cleveland. You dipshit. You were at SoFi. You know the funny thing? I didn't like on the post. And then I looked at the seats. I'm like, God damn. How, where are you? You cheap bastard. You take your kids to the game. Dude, there's a lot them- of kids that take to that game. That's a you, lot. You've been at SoFi. Yeah. The 500 level is like the 900 level at any other stadium. My God, you couldn't be higher. <laughs> take the elevator to get up there. And then there's, and caps in like row two. This kid's like three rows back. Why didn't he? Why didn't he take him to a Rams game? Doesn't he work for Seven Ten? Isn't Seven Ten the Rams station? Dave, I can't answer that. I don't know the answer. But yeah, I hit like. I was like, oh, that's fun, because he's showing all of them. Yeah. They're all there, and beautiful family, beautiful kids. Oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden, he showed the side shot. I was like, holy fuck! That's <laughs> why I'm looking at it right now. But I was like, I can't unlike the comment. No, it looks like there was no roof, and he's in the blimp. <laughs> okay they let you ride in the, him sign guy he's riding with sign guy over the stadium that yeah. is pretty high you can't see shit why would you buy those seats that's pretty high well it'd be one thing too if you were like ah he's going out dave you seeing Mahomes and i mean what was the family that excited to see nick chubb <laughs> did you watch the game at all i know you're no. busy today it was honestly a great game it was one of the best games i've seen all year justin herbert's insane I mean, he's, a, he's yeah. a superstar. We talked about it last week. Kids, so young. I mean, we talked about Tatis being young. They're yeah. like the same age. It's crazy how good this kid is. I couldn't have missed more on, on him. I'm swear <laughs> well, to God. At least you own it. Dude, I, I, I'm i like, 100% not you only did, did I miss on, dude, I'll tell you, the other guy I missed on was fucking Josh Allen, who's on the TV right now. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think that oh, Josh Allen's one of those guys that can knock over a barn, but fucking he has no chance. Dude, he's fucking great. Yeah. Pretty it wild, great. right? I, anything I say, dude, I'm telling you, if you're wrong, just like I tell my kids, just admit it when you know you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, own it. Justin Herbert is amazing. And if he stays healthy, he, he's so fucking excited to watch. The Chargers in LA compl- and Dean yeah. completely lucked out with this kid. He's a superstar. Yeah. Funny today. I It was on. I took my kids to lunch today. Yeah. And it was on. We were kind of talking NBA and, and we were talking about different teams. Yeah. And they were saying, ah, oh, you know. And I literally have a Chargers shirt on tonight. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, Dad, you know, Dad hates the Chargers. I said, no, I, I, don't, I don't hate them. But I said, man, I, I genuinely feel so bad for so many people that you and I had the chance to meet. Because last night, I, I was explaining to my kids, last night we went to L.A., our first game is a King season ticket holder. Yeah. Now, I don't know if we'll do it one year, 10 year, 20 yeah. years. I'm Nobody curious knows. Nobody knows. But for last night, we had a complete blast. And I was explaining to those guys, I said, we met a lot of people over the years that grandparents had started as season ticket holders and they passed it down to parents and to kids. And maybe they brought their RV out to uh, Qualcomm and you get to know the people that are in the spot to the left and the spot to the right. And it's this little community and you guys are all in it together. Man, you watch... Uh, families grow up, you see weddings and babies and all this stuff. And then for no other reason than money, all of that's taken away from you. And you really don't have any say in it because local politicians or the league or Dean, whoever, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, that was taken away. And I said, I genuinely felt bad for those people because of the impact. And I said, I just find it disrespectful to them 
to be like, ah, fucking move on. Fuck. You can still watch them on TV. Stop your sniveling. No, I'm like, fuck, that sucked, and I get it. So I, I never cheered for them, but I don't, I don't cheer for them now. And we had talked about looking into season tickets. It yep. wouldn't have been to support them. It would have been uh, just to watch the NFL. But and you know the other thing too, Dave. Yeah. I mean, we we had Bosa on, but it really does feel like a completely different team than the team that we knew. I was trying to think in my head, and again, I haven't looked at the roster to go over it, but in my head, are there only two San Diego Chargers left? Bosa. And Keenan Allen? Oh, uh, yeah. I cannot think of, and I could be missing someone, but I, I can't think of anybody right now. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the NFL, the turnover is so fast. Yeah, coaching staffs, yeah. all gone. Yeah. You know, Telesco's there. there. Yeah, I'm just talking about guys who wear Announcers the uniform. Announcers are different. Yeah, guys who once had a home here in San Diego. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, I think Allen and Bosa would probably be those two guys. Kind of strange. I mean, it, yeah. it, it is. So when, when I went to the game, I'm going to bring this up to you last week, but we went like two hours. I'm at when I'm at the game again. So far, I wanted the experience, the whole deal. Raiders. You and I have said mm-hmm. on the show a million times how we followed the Raiders since we were little kids, mm-hmm. and the Raiders are a national brand. So yeah, when they were in Oakland and they moved to LA, I just had a cousin who was a season ticket holder. It was eight miles from my house. Yeah, we went to the Raider games. It was easy. And game ended at four. We were back home by four forty. You <laughs> yeah, know what crazy, I mean? Crazy, right? And then. Uh, they go back to Oakland, and in my head, I'm like, well, they're from Oakland, so fuck it. I'm still going to yeah. stay a fan. And at the same time, the Rams, the team my dad wanted me to cheer for, moved to St. Louis, so fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. I felt like the way Charger fans feel here, that how could mm-hmm. you dare take that team out of here? Yeah. So um, I stayed a Raider fan, but I'm sitting there in that stadium last week, and I'm going, I was born in L.A. I talk L.A. all the time. Yeah. I have no ties to Las Vegas. And then I was like, am I fucking, do I root for this team? Like they're LA. And so I'm trying to compare it to you and asking you a question Uh of saying a team that you loved Mm -hmm. leaves. Okay. Mm -hmm. And a new team comes in now that represents your city that you're proud to be in. Mm -hmm. Do you root for that team? The one that is going to actually represent the city that you love. Um, Again, I don't know anyone in Las Vegas, really. No, I don't. But for me, the Raiders were always a road game. Yeah, you're right. They didn't either San Diego to LA and I saw him at the Coliseum plenty of times and I saw him in Oakland yeah. at the Coliseum plenty of times. And so they were just my team, right? And they've really pretty much been my team since 82. Yeah. Because even with Red Zone or anything else, I really can't see Viking games yeah. that often. I mean, the 15-1 and one team that we remember where Gary Anderson missed the field goal, I saw a lot of that team with Culpepper and Moss and, and Denny Green. But for the most part, like this current version, and I just I can't take Zimmer and, and Kirk Cousins bugs me. Um, so the Raiders are my team, and it's really funny watching that. But the Raiders became a story this week, and the Raiders became a story uh, because of John Gruden. Yeah. And NFL is investigating a bunch of different emails that are out. There's a a bunch of different reasons why they're investigating these particular emails. And emails came out from 2011 when John Gruden was an announcer for ESPN. And he's emailing his former compadre, Bruce Allen, son of George Allen. They'd worked together in Oakland and Tampa. And he starts insulting the director of the Players Union, Demora Smith. Yeah. 
and he's calling him dumb Morris Smith. And then he makes a comment that uh, DeMora Smith has lips the size of tires, yeah. rubber tires. And those emails got out. And John Gruden's backtracking and doing all this shit today. And Mark Davis says, we got to get this figured out. Dave, I'm shocked they even let him coach the game. Today. I'm shocked too. I, I tell you what, you know, I, I talked about this. When we got here as a kid in 81, my my brother, who's four years older, said, look, man, we got to make a decision, right? We've talked about this. We're going to cheer for Billy Shields and Lyndon King. Or we're going to cheer for Lyle Alzado and, and Marcus Allen. Yeah. Lester Hayes. And I said, yeah, I'm in on the Raiders. And then as a kid working at a sporting goods store, we carried all those Nike posters. Yep. My all-time favorite Nike poster is the no-passing poster. And I said, Van McElroy is my favorite player in the history of the NFL. But that poster had the other three guys that I absolutely loved on the Raiders, have always loved on the Raiders. And that's Lester Hayes, Mike Davis, and Mike Haynes. But when I look at that team, and you and I have had the opportunity, we had George Atkinson on the show so often. Yeah. I remember going to uh, the National Sports Show in Anaheim with my dad, Shit, 30 years ago, was at the Anaheim Convention Center. And who was downstairs signing autographs but Jack Tatum? And to shake Jack Tatum's hand and get a picture from him and say, man, you know what? I was a Viking fan. I thought you killed Sammy White. Oh. <laughs> but I said, but you know what, Jack? I got here, and I've been a Raider fan ever since. And I'm you know, just talking to him about yeah. the history of the team. And, and he was wonderful, and I still have a signed picture. So many of the guys on that team, the thing that is so great about Al Davis is Al Davis was, give me everybody that nobody else wants. Yeah. And they'll fit in here. And that could have been Ted Hendricks, the Otis Sistrunk, and everybody in between. That's who the Raiders are. Yep. And the idea that John Gruden was allowed to coach that game today or keep his employment with the Raiders, I don't care if he was in that, uh, in that capacity or not. He embarrassed me as a Raider fan. And I saw Jim Trotter write, hey, you know, I don't know. The NFL doesn't do much. And I love Trotter. I'm just telling you as a Raider fan, there's something about being a fan of that team that makes you stand proud. You see the fans. You like that other people kind of, you know, get freaked out by you. And to me, Dave, what happened with John Gruden, who has been a Raider, had represented the Raiders before that happened. Yeah had always had ties to the Raiders, always made his way into the black hole to embrace those fans. Uh, sorry, man. You think stuff like that? You write that in an email? Hard for me to believe that's an accident. And and it's you're upset because he got caught. To me, John Gruden should be gone. Couldn't agree with you more. And it, it's funny. Being a Dodger fan, which I know so many people in San Diego hate everything about the Dodgers, the Dodgers have done a lot of things that have been right for sports. Mm -hmm. You can talk about Jackie Robinson. You can talk about Sandy Koufax. You can talk about Fernando. You can talk about the, uh, Chanho Park and Hideo yeah. Nomo. They've done it. And when the Dodgers stepped in shit with Al Campanis, and Al Campanis yeah. had been with the organization for 50 years, he was gone. Yeah. And it was the 100% the right move. Right on Nightline, he embarrassed himself, embarrassed the organization. He was still gone. Yep. And for the Raiders, when you talk about Art Shell being the first yeah. black coach and Tom Flores being the first Mexican coach, 
and Amy Trask working in the front office. The Raiders have been pioneers of doing things the right way and being progressive. Yeah. John Gruden, as you said, not only did he embarrass you as a fan, he embarrassed the organization and everything they stood for. And this is where you make the change. And this is where Mark Davis, be the the leader that everyone thinks you aren't, and step up and go, we aren't having it. And yeah. it has nothing to do, and, and maybe it does, but 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 privately, you, you say it, you say whatever you want, but in that locker room, in the NFL, 90% of the guys in the NFL are black. Yeah. And I, it's hard to, hard to respect a guy that thinks that little of you. When when you get to know the history of that team, if, if you want to learn it, and you learn what Art Shell meant to that team, when you learn what Gene Upshaw meant to that yeah. team, Willie Brown's on the cover of the program today in, in Vegas. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how do you, how do you look Josh Jacobs in the eye, right? How do you look Darren Waller in the eye? Yeah, if, and if you, if you look at the Raiders' effort today, it was horrible. Terrible. It was and, terrible. But even if they had won, Dave, they could have came out today yeah. and beat the Bears 50-3. to three. It wouldn't have changed anything. For for who I am, what I, what I stand for, what I want my kids to stand for, what I want out of the team I cheer for, he's got to be gone. I, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. It's just ridiculous. And you go, it's always, uh, oh, boy, you know, guys can't make mistakes. Yeah, of course you can make mistakes. People make mistakes. You apologize for them all the time. But there are certain things that I look at and you go, nope, that's pretty yeah. much a zero tolerance policy. And to take a guy that's in position, uh, still in that position today, as the head of the players union. Yep. I mean, calling him dumb Morris Smith, that's just disrespectful. Terrible enough. If he had called him Dumb Morris, D-U-M-B-O-R-I-S, Smith, uh, would he be fired tonight? No, but you go, boy, that's pretty embarrassing. You're, you're a management guy, and you're writing that about the head of the, the PA. But where, in my opinion, he gets fired where he should be fired is what happens next. He wrote it, he saw it, he hit send. But, I don't know, it's incredibly frustrating today. Incredibly frustrating. So here you go. So the the Raiders again. He should resign, Dave. Is what he should do. Yeah, but you he know. should be a man and walk away and go. I don't uh, because if if Mark Davis fires him, even if he fires him with cause, he's probably on the hook for the last whatever it is, sixty million of that deal. Yeah, John Gruden should do the right thing and say, you know what, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to resign, and uh, Dave, I'm going to find a way to make myself better. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> So here's the deal. Let's say he resigns, okay? You're, you, you're forfeit, yeah. you know, at this point, $60 million. Remember, yeah. remember in his contract, he was, was barely paid when they were in Oakland. He was waiting to get to Nevada yeah. to cash out because of the taxes. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he's owed, but we know it was a $100 million contract. Yeah. And so he resigns. Well, no one's going to hire him back in TV. No. You know, so basically you're, you, you resign and you walk off uh, anything having to do with the football platform, which is his identity. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it, it's, like I said, man, it's bad enough when it happens, but when it happens to a team, I always feel like, I don't know, what would Al do? Oh, yeah, what did happen with Al? You're right. Al obviously stood by, I mean, here you go. I mean, I'm not saying Al was the greatest guy going. No. But Al, again, was the guy that did the unpopular moves to begin with, with Art yeah. Shell, Tom Flores, you know, Al being a, a Jewish owner, Al hiring Amy Trask, all that stuff. Yeah. Al went the other way when people weren't going that direction. Yeah. And they, uh, Beth Mullins. Yes. Uh, does TV for their preseason game. All that shit, man. 
I don't know. A lot of guys that have worn that uniform that are Raiders for life that are watching what Mark Davis said. And I think, Dave, what you just said is really, really spot on. And it's the idea that people think Mark Davis is a big fucking goof. Yeah, they do. And, uh, and how he handles this could establish himself, right? Yeah. He's got to no, be nervous. It, Running his fingers through that bowl cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he also, didn't he just buy, he just bought the uh, Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, he did. Bought the Mark Aces. Davis did, yes. And he's courtside there. So how do you explain to the Aces players that we got a head coach that thinks things like that and then writes in email? Sorry, man. Terrible. Embarrassing. Yeah, Randy Moss was uh, on TV talking about it today, and, and he started yeah. breaking apart. I don't know if you caught it with the lip. With you know, his lips started to quiver. Like he was very, very, very emotional by it. Former as, as Raider. Well. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's surprising. Today's day and age, very uh, surprising. And look, it happened. The email was written in 2011. Doesn't matter. It wasn't 1951. You yeah, this is 2011. Right. Yeah, and and you're, I mean, take a look at when you go. I mean, dude, how do you, no joke, how do you write in an email to, to go out of your way to say, I'm looking at the quotes right now, DeMorris Smith or Dumb Morris Smith has yeah. lips the size of Michelin tires. Awful. Just absolutely uh, repulsive. Just terrible, man. And and I just, I don't know. I just look at that and I go, it, it's, it's a joke. And it's incredibly frustrating. And uh, I just, I, I, I feel bad for, for DeMorris Smith. <laughs> Right? It yeah. was always been under pressure for trying to negotiate on behalf of the players with the NFL. He's got an incredibly tough role, and he's just trying to represent the PA in the best way possible, and then he gets drug into a story like that. Let yeah. me ask you, uh, let me change the topic a little bit, because I I, you breezed right over it, and I've, I've been very curious. What Being a season ticket holder, or at your Kings thing, number uh-huh. one, first question, do they give you special parking for being a season ticket holder? Uh, not parking, but which is fine. Okay. I'll tell you, for anybody who goes to Staples Center, uh, right down Figueroa, if you, if you drive down Figueroa, come in and go to 8th Avenue. Yeah. When you get to 8th, take a left and then a quick right, especially on Saturday. There's a Target there at 7th and Fig, uh, and you can park there, and we parked there, my sons, and hung out all day. It cost us six bucks to park. They don't really have on-site parking, okay. so no on-site parking for Staples. So nothing there. So but, you go in. Was it any different being a season ticket holder oh, and yeah. buying one game? What, what happened? It was great, man. You're in 45 minutes before anybody else. Um, they have a special, you know, you're going through the, the star entrance. You're going through the VIP entrance. And they're looking, hey, Dave. Glad you're here. How are you, man? It's great. And and I get emails all week from the team and um, and our rep saying, hey, we're looking forward to seeing you on Saturday night. Um, here's a couple of things to know. Here's where, you know, take advantage of that VIP entrance. We can work with you on tickets to the Grammy Museum. Uh, you got a discount at the team store. Um, but the thing that is really, really cool is... I've said a lot. I'm a ticket stub guy, right? We yeah. like doing tickets. My kids and I like doing tickets. But everything's on my phone. Everything through access is is there. 
And so we have a situation where my kids are going to be traveling in March. I think they're going to Costa Rica. So we had tickets for March 13th. So I called my rep, who's awesome. I'm like, hey, man, uh, kids are out March 13th. Can we trade it out? He goes, yeah, you can do it up to three times. I mean, when you got 10 games in yeah. or 13 games in your package, it's pretty fucking cool. I go, hey, I'm already up there, you know, this particular day. Can I trade him out? He goes, yeah. Because give it about 45 minutes. All of a sudden, you check your phone. No seats are gone. New seats are in. Cool. Super convenient. But you come in and, look, Staples was a little off their game yesterday. Some concessions were down. Everything was down. But I swear, I mean, when we were sitting uh, not where our regular seats would be. Last night was a bonus game they threw in for free. Um, but we're sitting there. It's about an hour beforehand. They've got the Dodger-Giant game on, all the screens in there. We're just hanging out everywhere you go. People are like, man, welcome back. Not just for me but yeah. they're, and my sons. They're doing it for everybody. And so it's a preseason game. We haven't been in the building in two years. We're playing the Ducks. A lot of turnover. The one thing that I wish would happen is there's just no way to get a roster. You have no idea who really? anybody is. Yeah. And I don't know. I, Why don't you I, call your rep and say, hey, here's what I would do to make it better. Yeah, you got to do something so people know who's on each team because you guys have turned a lot of things over. Yeah, and as you're trying to... Were you looking at your phone, like trying to pull up the rosters on your phone? Um, not so much that, but occasionally there were a couple of guys. And so with it being a preseason game, everything was pretty mellow. But then by the second period, things are starting to heat up. By the third period, hitting's picking up. It's getting intense. You're into it. And our seats, uh, our normal seats are row two. But our seats last night were row one. I mean, Dave, you're, it's right to my left. 20 feet to my left is Nick Nixon, cool. Steve Carroll, John Allers, and uh, Jimmy Fox. We're at the same level the broadcasters are. So you have this insane, perfect view just looking down. Uh, game goes to overtime. Ducks win. But then uh, they won in the shootout. That's yeah. what it was. So we got to do it. And you walk out. Right where our exit is, you come out and you're on Chickern Drive. And it's nothing but people. My son Jackson is King's jersey. Cade's there. I got a King's jacket. It's nothing but people in King's gear. You know, yeah. a handful of people there in Duck's gear. And we're just coming out. I was like, whoa, what do you think? It's like, wow, this is cool. So the people are selling the, um, the, the bacon dogs, yeah. right? They're cooking them yeah. just kind of like TJ. And we're like, that's great. I'm like, how much are the hot dogs? $9. Fuck off. <laughs> but, uh, dude, how far after you walked, you're like, man, I could have, I would have loved one of those hot dogs. Uh, yeah. I did it the other day at SoFi. I was like, fuck, I'm starving. Can yeah, I make not? it to Orange County? I'm starving. And then I was the whole time I'm thinking, I should have got that fucking dog. Yeah, I'm not paying 30. I told dude, him, I go, I'm not paying 30 dude, bucks. I would have paid fucking 100. I was so hungry at that time. I was just, it was, the lines were ridiculous. That's yeah. the only reason I didn't wait. But I was, dude, I was so fucking hungry last week. That's funny as hell. So uh, we come out. And the cool thing about Staples Center, which, you know, a lot of places don't do. Yeah. When they built that place, Dave, they have two escalators going to every level. So no matter what, and you probably ran into this at SoFi, it happens at Petco Park all the time. 
if you're going up and there's only one escalator, you can't fucking do anything, right? Yeah. Dude, so at, at because we're all the way up and now we got time to kill. My sons want to go to the the team store. Yeah. Like, fuck, where's the stairway? Where's the ramp? What are we doing? The guy's like, ramp? Fucking, where do you think you are? Qualcomm. Yeah, fuck out of here. Go right there. <laughs> and, uh, dude, it was so much fun. We had an absolute blast. And so we're back there Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, their regular season starts Thursday. We're there Saturday. Who do they play? Uh, Minnesota. Okay, cool. With Kirill Kaprasov, Rookie of the Year. And then um, we're staying up there in Redondo Beach. And then a week from tonight at this time, yeah. I'll be at the Stones concert. Oh, that's cool. It was funny. My my son went to a Preds game yesterday. First oh, one. nice. At Bridgestone Arena. Yeah, played played Carolina. Loved it. Said he had a great time. Um, made me laugh because he took a picture at the front of my mom's house today. And there's a giant... Preds flag right yeah. in the front. My mom has no idea it's there. He put it there. <laughs> he put it there. Didn't even tell her it's there. And um, and he had a great time. Bought a jersey. You Did know, it really the, nice. Yeah, yeah was, he's all in. And then uh, my my former brother in law went to the Stones last night at Nissan oh, Stadium. Oh no way! Nice. Yeah. And so uh, it was. Did it's he have fun? Funny. I'm sure he loved it. I didn't talk to him. Yeah. But I just saw the pictures and stuff. So I was just thinking about your yeah. your trek, what you're doing, and how they ended up doing it. I told my uh, while we're on this, I was told Josh. I go, look, I have, you know, friends that I grew up with. I wish Josh would have gone to the Stones. Yeah, he probably would have gone because Josh is into experiencing anything. I don't know if Josh has one Stone song downloaded, but he knows the music. He just, I don't know. I don't know what what he's listening to. But um, I told him, I said, hey, look, I got a lot of friends in Tennessee I grew up with. Their kids are now in high school. Um, Try and go to one of these football games, you know. So he he goes and he catches up with uh, my my buddy Rodney and they go to this uh, high school football game and he said it was like 50 nothing at half. You know, he said it was terrible football. And he's, uh, my, my friend's kids go to this crazy Christian school. Nashville Christian is actually called. Okay. And kids come out, every kid that comes out, they read their favorite Bible verse. Like, oh, you know, wow. it's it, Josh is like, man, this is taking a long time. And then the announcer goes, hey, don't forget to check out our snack bar. We have hamburgers and we have nachos and we have the big old pickle sponsored by Rodney Wood. And, and Rodney looks at Josh, that motherfucker says that every week. And so you go, go the super Christian school, then PA yeah. announcer makes a dick joke every fucking week. Rodney's like, like my it. mom's next to me. What the fuck? What are we doing here? <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. I got to say this. You're talking about yeah. high school football. Yeah. My son's coach, Coach Raleigh yeah. at Helix. Just the greatest. The coaches over there are the funniest dudes going. And they just, it's 90 jokes and four football plays every week, right? Yeah. This son of a bitch. Do you know what that son of a bitch did last night? He went over to Saquon. He went over to Saquon and saw Lisa Lisa. Dude, that's crazy. And not only, now, I was all wound up in my day. I forgot she's here. This son of a gun Gets a picture with her in his full Raiders gear. And he goes, look who this is. I just stole that picture from his Facebook. I love it. I put it everywhere. I'm so jealous. Look at her. I love it. That is so funny. How about this? So I post a picture, right? Yeah. My friend Ann Arbolita, who I've known since the ninth grade, says, hey, my husband, Luis, grew up with her. One of his best friends is her brother. No way. I go, how the hell am I just learning this now? <laughs> she goes, God damn right. So I don't know, Dave. 
I think she's probably married yeah. and off the market. Oh, oh boy. I don't know. I, I'd put her right here in this garage. And, and you'd do the whole interview because I would just be like this. Hi. Jeff, you got anything to say? What? Hi. That'd be it. Uh, we got to do a couple of quick shout outs real quick ahead. and then anything else. Uh, first one goes to Craig Meddy. Uh, Craig Meddy, who we love around here, posted today on social media the passing of his grandmother. Yeah. And I don't want to go very far and forget that. So I just reached out to Craig. And he's got extended family. I think that, I think he's related to our guy Pointer Dave, Stevie yeah. Verismo. All those guys. All of them. And those that whole Point Loma group with Billy and Coronado Pete, all of them, they're, those guys are all family to us. But I love Meddy, dude. That guy is, I love the other day when he said, um, when he was talking about opening a door yeah. as a metaphor, he said he wouldn't touch that door for you, but if it was me walking, he'd hold it like I was 100 years old and I had a walker. But he lost his grandmother. His family did. Yep. And uh, our thoughts go out to the Meddy family. Uh, I, I just, Craig's our guy. I don't know how we blew this the other day. Uh, Paulie Rindel, our guy, uh, and his beautiful wife, Megan, who we love around here because she fits the, the perfect DNA <laughs> for any of the goofs that work on this show. Megan has been sick yeah. and fighting COVID. And we knew a little bit. You don't want to say too much, the whole deal. But she posted a picture yesterday, and uh, she's fighting back. But those two mean so much to us. And, yeah, she said, tough as shit. You knew she'd fight back. And uh, so proud of her. But I, I know it's been a challenge for Paul and for Steve and Ben, those guys. But but the story's about Megan. And uh, and she's fighting back. So I I reached out to her. I know you guys you did as well, Dave. I don't think I did. I apologize. What? Sorry, I didn't. Oh, what the fuck were you doing? I reached out to Medi. Well, that's a start. (laughs) I appreciate that. And then the other day, Dave, I just I got the nicest message, and I wanted to bring this up. The other day, uh, tough week last week, right? It was my friend Erica's birthday, and just some different shit happened i didn't even realize at the end when we're telling that story i'm talking about the the two girls i grew up with i'm just blurting out their names the, the girl that i was talking she's married with a family fuck's the matter with me did you say her last name uh, probably i said the street she lives on what an asshole shut up god can you keep anything quiet you fucking dickhead what what made why well, you heard it back and you're like holy shit what yeah. i just did? No, i was like god damn they got family she probably laughed. Not everybody's a public figure until now. Right. Well, her husband's clearly a great guy. They've got kids and grandkids, the whole thing. Everything worked out cool. It's just kind of fun. But last week was just kind of an off week. We all go through them. And all of a sudden, I got this message. Hey, Jeff, do you drive uh, this particular car? I think I saw you backing up at, this afternoon at Upper Deck. I was picking up my son across the way. Anyways, meant to stop and thank you for all that you guys do with the podcast and the community. My wife recently passed, and it's been a huge change in our lives, but I deeply enjoy your podcast. And uh, it just it led to a really, really cool exchange with this guy, Alan. And Dave, I got to be honest, there was a part of me last week when everything went down with Preller and Seidler 
right? There was a part of me where you go, you know what, man? Maybe we get to the end of the year and we just say, ah, fuck it. All right, let's just put this thing on ice for a while. Because the idea of thinking that anything is going to change with that Padre team, to me, is incredibly far-fetched. And driving down here a couple of nights a week just to recap Chris Paddock going two and a third inning <laughs> just, didn't, just didn't seem that interesting to me, right? And you always have a fear of ending up. Like, remember when Saw was wrapping it up and you'd hear the end of the show and it was like, thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. You're like, what the hell happened? And, and you just go, fuck, man. Maybe we just go, hey, you know what? This was cool. We'll turn it all over to Craig Elston and the Crossing Streams <laughs> podcast. But then you get something really nice like this, and I just posted it because I know when you see that shit, yeah. how much it means to you when you share your story about Jake. And I, I posted it on social media, on Facebook, and so many people sent us nice things. Look, driving to East Lake's a complete fucking pain in the ass. You son of a bitch. Complete pain in the ass for me. I'm not going to lie to you. But... <laughs> And oh, sorry that you got to walk four feet to do Jesus. the show, fucking asshole. Son but uh, but Dave, that was so incredibly nice. And then messages from so many other people. I I just shared it and said, God, this is really cool. It's great. It wasn't us fishing for other stories, but it was just insanely nice and incredibly humbling to think that this show where we're talking about Mary Hart. <laughs> At, like just the stupidest thing ever but to know that any of you that are fighting that fight and and doing anything you can i thought my god is there a more courageous guy than alan who's keeping his family together right yeah dude come say hi uh, our man booty you i i don't know how this fucking maniac did it he found me at goddamn uh at Staples last night. No way. Awesome, man. Oh, that's awesome. Funny. Any that's of you cool. that have connected with this, anything I've said, Dave said, we've said and together, and it keeps you on the fucking balance, man. God, that's the coolest thing. It just it gives me chills. Because like I said on social media, Dave, this is a show we could not have done on Terrestrial Radio. Oh, not even if close. we had talked about depression, yeah. if we had talked about the impact of suicide if we had talked about fentanyl, if we had talked about any of that, at the extent or the level that we have sharing our story, which thankfully a lot of you have connected with, we would have had some numbnut program director, whether it was Mike Shepard or Brian Long or anybody else, come in, hey, 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 if you, guys want, if you want me to find you a doctor and come in here, get the fuck out of here. But for here... The great thing is we have guys like Brian Curry, Dan Williams, Al Taylor, Amy, yeah. Flugs when he's actually in town <laughs> that are like, hey, man, that's who you guys are. And, and we love being a part of it and being yeah. the backbone. And, and it means a lot. All of you that are there on, on Patreon that help us, you know, support this shit, man. Thank you for that. Oh, but, absolutely. But thank you to Alan because I just I sat there reading that. And I was like, holy shit. This is really, really wild. And, and I just said my best to him and to his son. But I, I was like, it's the courage for what he's doing to, to keep his family together is pretty, pretty awe-inspiring. You know, again, everybody's going through something. 
You know, yeah. you, all the time. You just you just know it. And if it's not the person right next to you is going through something, the person on the other side of that person's going through something. We see it more and more. I think it's not only just the older we get that we see it. I just think uh, people are, aren't afraid to express their feelings, um, you know, to let you know eventually if you, they warm up to you to say, hey, I'm going through something, which is huge. To take that step to let someone know, hey, I'm, I'm hurting or I'm not all right. As you say all the time, ask people if they're doing okay. You can yeah. tell a lot of times by the way they answer that question. Yeah, that a lot of times they're doing okay. Yeah, and um, it's uh, it, it's 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 terrible, man. I I talk with people all the time who, whether it's adults, it's kids, and and it's you feel like shit, man. I wish there's more I can do, and so is is we say all the time, um, reach out to us. Same time we aren't professionals. It gets to that point. You need a professional. Don't be afraid to call them. That's the reason why they exist. Yeah, and your friends have a tell. They all have a tell. You you can see it, so it's up to you if you want to if you want to pick up on yeah. it. And they have it. And last night, man, I'm I'm just hanging out at Staples Center, and uh, my two buddies, Dane Bora and Tommy Gallo, guys that I've known since probably ninth grade. Dane and I worked at that sporting goods store together. These two maniacs are up in Orange County, and they just send me a picture. They're just checking in on you, JD. And I was like, holy fuck, is this great, man? And and when you get that stuff, it, it's just the coolest, right? And so I was saying, I sent my, and then I got, this is what I got to tell you. This was the funniest shit. You ever have your buddies just send you shit that's so funny? All the time. Yeah. My buddy, Boom, talk about him on this show all the time. This is the guy, we were, we were sharing <laughs> Vegas stories the other day because my, Jimmy Hughes yeah. from our football league uh, went to Vegas, went to the Wilder fight last night. Yeah. So he was saying to me on Wednesday, he was getting ready to go to Vegas, and he goes, uh, hey, where are they showing it over there? Like my plan B, where do they show it on pay-per-view? Do they have it at Wild Wings? Do they have it at Tilted Kilt? He was calling the kilt every day to find it. When I said, listen to him. I said, listen to me. I've been to 80 of these fucking things. He said, well, I'm going with a buddy of mine, and I don't know how much my buddy's going to want to spend. I said, if you do not get into the building, this is before they'd even rang the bell, Dave. I said to Jimmy, if they, if you don't get into that building and you end up watching it on your phone or at Tilted Kilt, you're going to regret it forever. There is nothing like the energy of a heavyweight championship yeah. fight. And I said, if your buddy doesn't want to go, then you said, hey, man, go see Blue Man Group. I'll see you later. I said, get your fucking ass in that building. I'm sitting at Staples Center. First thing he does is send me a picture of him, his buddy, and Nate Diaz. They're walking into T-Mobile together, the three of them. It's cool. I was like, fuck, he's in. Then, kindness matters. I don't know what he did. I can't wait to hear the story. Then he and his buddy are talking to the ticket lady at T-Mobile, and they just wanted in. They were going to go like where Kaplan sat today. Those shitty seats. Yeah. But the Jimmy and his friend didn't annoy him like Kaplan probably annoyed the ticket lady at SoFi where they're like, yeah, you sit the fuck up there. This lady upgrades... My man James and his buddy to like section 12. That's they awesome. had insane seats and he got in and it was great. 
So he was getting ready to go. We do a team lunch the other day, and we're all talking Vegas stories. Yeah. Talking about different things. And I said, my buddy, boom, this fucking guy. I go, he, all he wanted to do, I'd seen, you know, a bunch of different fights. I got to go. I got to go. I go, well, let's fucking go. You got the money. So he and I are like, I think I was 22. He was like 23. We go over for the middleweight unification fight. Michael's second to none from 10 Goose Boxing, taking on Sambu Columbine. It's at the Hilton. God dang, that's crazy. Yeah, we each have like 400 bucks in our pocket, right? I'm just laughing about how old are those fuckers now. Yeah. Damn. So we're walking. I think we're staying at like the Sahara, which doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. And we got to cut back to the Hilton. Dave, it's not like this night in Kansas City. There's like two drops of rain coming down from the sky. Yeah. My buddy Boom goes, it's raining. We got to get a cab. I go, we don't need a cab. You're fine. This fucking guy leans out in the street on Las Vegas Boulevard. Tweet, tweet. With his thumb and his index finger in his mouth. It's 23. What the fuck are you doing? I can't whistle. Tweet, tweet. With his arm up. Captain just run, flying by us. I'm doubled over. I could do it one more time. I think you got it. Okay, here I go. Tweet, tweet. Run. <laughs> fuck. Cabs aren't going. We fucking shuffle over on the perfect night with four drops of rain where he claims we're soaked. We get into the event center at the at the Hilton. Oh, this is great. I think we each paid like 250 cash to get in. He goes and gets us just like two Vegas style 40 ounce draft beers, right? I think it's Chuckle, the announcer. From Venice, Michael, second to none. Our referee is Millsline. Any questions for the white court? Any questions? Look at her! Boom's like, woo! <laughs> Fucking ding! Bell rings, 59 seconds in. <laughs> Bang! You hear it! Bang! Bang! Column bay down. Five, six, nine, ten! Crowd goes crazy. Boom looks at me, what the fuck? Three, <laughs> ounce, three ounces into his 59 ounce. You know, natty light that he's drinking. I go, he just got knocked the fuck out. He goes, well, what now? I go, well, they don't wake him up and do it again. We got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How so, old do you think Michael Nunn is, by the way, right now? Ah, uh, shit. Did you look it up? I did. Let's say he's uh, 57. 58. Okay. Fuck. So He doesn't look good. <laughs> this maniac writes me this unsolicited last night. My buddy, been my buddy for... 40 years. The more I watch Boogie Nights, the more I'm convinced that you're Reed Rothschild and Cheech is Dirk Diggler. I swear to God, dude, I almost crashed my car. So I sent him the picture, the uh, the photo yeah. from when they were the cops. I go, I can't get enough of that. So then I sent it to that friend of mine who Love I it. mentioned on the show the other day. Yeah. Oh, you guys always had an interesting sense of humor. I guess she didn't like knowing that the guy she loved was Dirk Diggler. But, <laughs> but I found it hysterical. That's why I was just saying, Dave, like that. That's a picture I that's sent. That's an out. awesome picture. Yeah. But I was like, it's just your buddies that have known you since 15. Couldn't give less of a shit about anything. Just writes to you randomly. I don't know that I've ever been. That's the nicest compliment I've ever heard. 
is that I was Reed Rothschild. Reed Rothschild's a legend. Did he, oh, my God, that is so fucking funny. I've not funny. seen that movie in 20 years. Oh, dude, it's funny. It's been on a lot over the last month on the movie channels. Is it funny? Is it's that a great it movie. Is, it's is a it on movie. HBO Max or any of those? Showtime all the time. Okay. I, um, it's funny. I was telling my son he's never seen it. Like, you got to watch this movie. It's a, one of the best movies going. It's really, it's in my I think, top 20. It's a great movie. Ugh. Oh, my God, dude. Burt Reynolds is outstanding in that movie. It's, it's so, so fucking funny. good. Um, dude, you know what's funny is you were just talking. I was listening um, to an old Howard Stern video uh, interview with Paul Rudd from okay. 2019. Yeah. I'm talking about Ant-Man. I've never seen an Ant-Man movie. Oh, it's great. And, you know, Paul Rudd's good dude. Everyone says super nice guy, and I'm listening. I, I have no recollection, no recollection that he was on Friends. Oh, yeah. Okay, completely forgot. So he says, he, do, do you remember this interview? No, but okay. Ant-Man to me is what I was watching with Cheech three days before he died. Yeah. And yeah, that, so that movie's yeah, and and I know your kids are into it's uh, a, it's the first movie that I took them to at the yeah. theater. That's the first movie we did yeah. was me and Ant Man's a fucking great movie, yeah. dude. You would love that. It, well, I, I'll, trust me, I'll watch it when I get an opportunity. Yeah, um, and I like Paul Rudd a lot, but dude, he did one of the funniest fucking things to me. He he said, <laughs> I was thinking this is one hundred percent Jeff. Jeff would yeah. do this move. So he's on fucking Friends. He's barely, you know, really, he's not a main guy. He's only been in yeah. a few episodes. And he goes, the last episode, everybody's crying. Everybody's so emotional. You know, this is it. They're wrapping up. And people just break into these hugging groups and just start crying. And he said he found every one of them, and he would jump right in and goes, it's been a hell of a ride, hasn't it? And not one person fucking thought it was funny, dude. It was one of those things just for him. Yeah. And he's like, it was a hell of a ride. And fucking like Jennifer Anderson, who he says known for years, like, get the fuck out of here. Just like, like no one had time for his bullshit. But he kept doing it over and over again. People were all mad. They didn't yeah. get him on the reunion. Oh, my that. God. That is so fucking funny. I remember we were doing the night show at KFMB. Yeah. And this is so goddamn funny. You'll, you'll be shocked by this, right? So we were doing the night show, and I had DirecTV, and that's when it first came out and was everywhere. Yeah. And you could get the East Coast feed of NBC, ABC, CBS. So I'd be in La Costa. Our fucking show went on at 7. I'd be in La Costa watching Friends from 5 to 5.30 with my roommate. And I was like, all right, I guess I better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave from deep beyond the, the golf course. I got to try to get all the way up to the five, then make all the way down to Kearney Mesa. Yeah. And get down. Dave, there was not any sense of urgency for me at all. I'm I, on the couch, fucking shoes off. You know what's funny about that? People ask me about like how we used to do the show. And I said, yeah. I would be there at like 2.45. And there are times you would come in early and I thought the show sucked when yeah. you'd come in early. Jeff always did better when you just reacted off of hearing it for the first time. Because if yeah. you heard it, what we were going to go over before the show, you weren't excited about we it. We knew everything that was, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was aware of everything. But but, it, like, but at the same time, you, if we, it, not saying you, we ever rehearsed the show, we never no. did. But, like, you have no idea what topics I might bring up tonight. It huh. was, but the show was always better your initial reaction. Yeah, you, you got bored there. easy. Yeah, oh, I still do. Yeah. So I always, always say all the time that Tiger Woods could get knocked out by Muhammad Ali in Times Square. And if Jeff and I talked to him about four, we weren't going to talk about nope, it at seven. No chance. I already covered it. <laughs> Sorry you weren't there. So I, I never cared but, that you came in at whatever time you came in. But when Paul Rudd came onto that show, I was like, who the fuck's this dork? Ah, they, they're jumping the shark. But he's so 
Dude, he's so goddamn funny, that guy. Yeah. He's great. He but, was great. Yeah, my kids, I mean, I got to think about when that was. So Cheech. Because he asked him, the question was, what do people stop you on the street for most? And he goes, Ant-Man and I love you, man. He goes, people oh, yeah. on the lines. And like the guy who played, uh, Robert played the dad on Step Brothers. Yeah. He said, because I've been in a million movies. Yeah. He goes, everyone stops me about Step Brothers, though. Dude, the thing that cracks me up on Paul Rudd, and I don't even know, it just showed up. If you go onto YouTube, sometimes they'll just show you shit that they think you may have interest in. And he did a video with Jimmy Fallon of that song, I'm the King of Wishful Thinking. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And then I was like, well, I don't really get it. Like, he's got, like, this ponytail and they're dead. Dude, it is step-by-step like identical to the original video, but I think he's actually singing the song. Oh, wow. And it is so goddamn funny where you're like, like that would be a thing that Costa would do. Yes, 100%. We're like, like, all right, Mike, here's the deal. We're going to yeah. put you in a ponytail and a tank top and stonewashed jeans, and I, you need to do the exact choreography, and you're going to sing this fucking pussy song <laughs> I'm the king of which <laughs> Paul Rudd just gets so into it. Yeah, it's really, uh, really good. It was. It was the interview is great, and you understand why he's friend. He's a great guy, but he's friends with Joe Buck, which is crazy to me. Joe Buck, and it's the guy from uh, guy from Modern Family, yeah. right? It's those three guys. Yeah, and so yeah, it's so funny to me the, the connection. But do you remember the Joe Buck show, the first one? With Artie Lang? With Artie and Paul Rudd's on set, too. Oh, God. His very first one, and Artie Lang blows it up. Yeah. And Paul Rudd, who's supposed to have Joe's back, can't stop fucking laughing. That makes it 20 times worse. God. That'd be all my buddies. <laughs> it completely every ruins one of it my, for him. It'd be every one of my buddies. It'd be my fucking kids. Yeah, there's no way worse than your fucking... Yeah. I'm so sick of my kids. <laughs> well, you had them for a long time. That's what I told him today. Dude, it was great. Um, we went to lunch and went to a local place that they'd given me a gift card to, right? The first thing I said was, I go, well, let's see how much of the bill this gift, gift card, card you covers. two cheap fucks got me covers. I didn't call them cheap fucks. I was like, you two <laughs> fucks. I'm like, you two cheap <laughs> bastards. Let me see how much of the bill this covers. My son Jack looked at me like, what? And then I was trying to find something, and I couldn't find it. And I said to him, uh... You know, Jack, before you were born and 10 weeks premature and turned my world upside down, uh, I was a pretty organized guy. I had a lot of shit together. And I said, honestly, I don't think I've been the same since that point. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just letting you know how it goes. So then uh, he goes, what? <laughs> so so my, my son, Cade, who's sitting across from me at the table, writes me a text message. And he goes, yo. So I write back, sup, player? <laughs> and he goes, nothing, what are you doing? And I said, hanging with my OGs looking for shorties. And he fucking screenshots it and sends it to his mom. Come get me. Don't even say come get me. <laughs> <laughs> his mom's fucking diet. Like, parents suck, huh? He's like, all of them do. They just suck. So, yeah, it was great. But yeah. All right. So I was texting yesterday to you. I knew you were at the Kings game. Mm -hmm. The fight last night. All yes. right. And I love, again, I like boxing more than MMA. 
I, I, lo- I miss the big heavyweight fights more than anything else. I really, really had a great time watching this fight last night. It was killing me that you weren't watching it. And I wanted to know your opinion of this whole thing because five times they were knocked to the ground. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Did you, how much of it have you seen since? Uh, you know what's great, Dave? I've avoided the okay, whole thing. Okay, good. You're going to watch it next week. Yeah, and okay. because, like I said. I'm dying to know how you would score it. Okay, so I don't want to ruin the fight, but I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. It had on there punches landed the whole time. Yep. Okay, you could see it on the screen the whole mm-hmm. the whole time. It's like a running running deal. Yeah. Punches landed. Fury was almost double of what Wilder was, but Wilder yeah. had knocked him down twice. Uh-huh. If the fight ended at that moment, who wins the fight? Uh, depends on... Okay, so here's the thing. Going back to USA Boxing. So USA Boxing, I loved the way we judged fights. I think it's a major problem with the way heavyweight fights... Any any pro fights are judged. All of our rounds, we were told... And I'm, I'm going to preface this, and this isn't me popping off. I'm just telling you this is legit facts. I judged in my couple years with USA Boxing um, probably 260 amateur fights. And not because they kept this stat. I'm just fucking type A. I was about a 94% who I had wanted. The other 3%, I was like, we just fucked that up. You fuckers. Because I, I had two guys that would judge. Uh, one guy had about two teeth in his mouth and he was about 80 and there's no fucking way he's watching the right fight every time he was across from me and then like uh, he he fucked everything up and then the other you know whatever percent it was just a really really close fight and it probably could have gone red or blue I had it red the other two two judges saw blue that's fine it works like that but we, we always, when we would go to judging conventions and, and seminars for USA Boxing, we were always told every round should be 10-8. If we see 10-9 rounds on your card, man, it better be on like, like your punches category, Dave, right? Yeah. It should be 30 to 29. And if it's 30-26, that's a fucking 10-8 round. We beat you. And that was my mindset every time, was every round should be 10-8. It's the same mindset that I have for these fights. But for me, the biggest problem is you have to judge on the full three minutes of the round. What happens in that three minutes? And so having not seen the fight, if you're, uh, but but going back to the first fight, and uh, I'll even go back to Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. Both of those situations, you had rounds where Douglas or Fury were controlling the round, more effective punching, doing everything right, and the opponent, whether it was either Tyson or Wilder, lands an effective blow, knocks the opponent down. In the pros, when you have Jerry Roth and Dwayne Ford and all these other fuckheads that have been grandfathered in, no matter what else has happened in the remaining 250, oh, that's a 10-8 for Wilder, that's a 10-8 for Tyson. Fuck that. Judge the rest of the round. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Fury wins the round or or Douglas wins it, but it could be a nine nine, could be a nine eight, right? So that's the thing that you look at. You got to look at the total what happens in the three minutes, and that's a big benefit. Yeah. You knock a guy down, you got the benefit. But that's why judging in fights is so horseshit, because nobody is there. And I don't know who's running the Nevada State Athletic 
commission anymore. But I got into it a lot with with the guy who runs the California State Athletic Commission because I was like, you're letting these fuckers judge that are 90 years old. I'm like, here's my fucking blue book. I still have in my car, my blue book from USA Boxing. I'm like, here's my book. Fuck, let's go. Bring me in. I said, we'll go anywhere. Saboba, right? Elite. And I'll judge 10 fights. And I'll give you my card. If it works, put me in the rotation. Fuck, California won't do shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, I want to see it. But the reason why I've avoided all of it is like I said, my buddy Jimmy Hughes went to the fight and I'll talk to him tomorrow. So I just, before hearing anything or watching anything, I just like hearing his experience. Tell me everything yeah. going in because to me, Dave... That's what rounds out the experience. And then I don't know where it'll be next week if it'll be on show. I'm assuming Showtime. Who announced it? Do you know? I don't. We, uh, You know what? We had, where I was at, we had four TVs going at one time. And we had, uh, we switched around. We had Alabama. We had San Diego State. We had the Dodgers going. And yeah. then the fight was going. And I have no idea who was, who was doing that. Well, I, I tell you what, man. Tyson Fury, for me, is so great for that sport. You have desperately been waiting for a high-profile character. Yeah. And when you look at the Gypsy King and what he did as a young man where he's been in his life, when he found success, when he fell off and got battles with depression and other demons that put him over 400 pounds while he was in his prime, battled back to get together, fights Wilder in the first fight, is winning that fight and gets knocked down a couple of times. So that fight ends up being a draw. Then comes back and knocks Wilder out in the second fight. Wilder starts complaining that he was drained because the costume he wore into the ring wore four, uh, weighed 40 pounds and he couldn't, he didn't have the leg strength after he wore this big like suit yeah. of armor into the ring. And then you have it last night. And dude, his whole act, who he is, the singing to his wife. I mean, that's just who Tyson Fury is. He sang last night after the fight. He sings after every fight. He's fucking, he can't sing where the shit can't Dude, carry. you tell him. He can't carry. Dude. <laughs> you tell him. Look how big he is. But he is, he, he was in WWE, showed up at WrestleMania. These guys were so big, dude. Dave, he's they so. They were so strong. Both guys were so fucking strong. But he's so likable. Yeah, I, I agree. Remember when we were in Arizona and Deontay Wilder was walking around? Yeah. Huge mountain oh, of yeah. a man. And I like Wilder too. But for me, as a fight fan, boy, boxing has needed a guy like Tyson Fury for a long, long time. And not just because he's white. This isn't John Gruden over here. <laughs> um, just his personality, his charisma, his battles that he's very open in his discussions about mental health yeah like he and he's just fucking cool man so yeah i'm looking forward to watching it but before i do i want to hear my buddies yeah i'm dying for you to and see i'm it. so Tell thrilled that i'm so thrilled that james got in because that's forever people yeah. will be remembering that fight yeah that's a good one hey want to mention brian curry brian curry is the guy when we talk about real estate you and i were talking about it before we even turn the mics on tonight that more people need to call Brian Curry. Look, yeah. this is a huge, huge investment when you talk about buying a property or selling a property. 
got to have the best in the business. It's look, it's not one of the situations where, Hey, you're my friend. So I'm going to use you. You got to use the best in the business. Look, it's money and it's a lot of money. Brian Curry is the one that knows San Diego County better than anyone else. He understands the market better than anyone else. Make sure you call Brian at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. How many of you have played this game? We we're walking out last night and it's about uh, 10 o'clock, 1030, leaving Staples Center. And we start walking down Figueroa and you look at apartment buildings or condos right and maybe it's the experience you have when you're leaving petco park and you're walking out maybe you're coming up 10th or wherever you're going and you go man how about that place right just think if we lived right there we just cut across the street and go right in and how many of us have done the same thing you walk by and you're not trying to be a creeper but if people are leaving their windows full open we're just kind of looking at the floor plan right like hey where's the kitchen what can you see the whole deal well, instead of just thinking it, why don't you actually do it? If you're in the market for a new house and maybe you're in a situation where you say, yeah, we don't have young kids or we don't have anything and yeah, downtown could be kind of fun. Man, the guy who knows it better than anybody is Brian Curry. Instead of thinking it or dreaming about it, make it a reality and you make it a reality by calling Brian Curry. And by the way, how about that throw from Dylan Curry the other yes. day? Did you see that? I did. I watched Woof. his highlights. Kicking the shit out of Grossmont. Scored the game-winning touchdown. Uh, I try not to trash shock schools because I have so much appreciation for, for any kid that plays sports. Uh, Helix hates Grossmont. Oh, they do. It's so funny. The coaches always say, hey, hey you want to take the rest of the day off? That's great. Transfer to Grossmont. Yeah. That's what they do I didn't see there. the Grossmont coach taking pictures of Lisa Lisa. I did not either. I did not either. My God. Hi. Jeff, you have any questions for our guest? Why? Hello. <laughs> It'd be like when Chris Farley was talking to Paul McCartney. Yeah. Hello there. That's my Vin Scully impression. Do you like that? What? Yeah. Just walk me off. Yeah, that'd be it. But yeah, if you need help, <laughs> listen, man, I'm telling you. I don't know if she's married or family. She probably is. Shit. But if she's not. I'm going to have to call BC and say, listen, I can close that deal. Fucking, that's a head-to-toe lady. <laughs> She's not going to fuck around. Take some manufactured home out in Campo. I got to do something here, BC. We got to move the needle. Uh, he can move the needle for you as well. Look, it's also a great time as we talk about swimming pool weather. San Diego, it's all about the swimming pool. Your backyard, what is in it right now? Does your backyard look like the kind of place to say, we're going to make this backyard a staycation? Alan Taylor can do it for you. Taylor made pools, the pool that you have thought of for a million years. If you ever did it, what would you get? Alan Taylor's the guy to walk you through the process. We talk about this all the time. He'll design it for you. He'll show you the 3D design virtual tour to show you exactly what it will look like before he's done. And if you don't like it, you make changes, and Alan makes exactly the way you want it. But the most important thing is it's a pool that you and the family can enjoy for years. Again, Alan Taylor is the person to call for the pool that you're going to need, especially living in Southern California. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Yeah, perfect pool day today. Spent the afternoon yes. over in Coronado, Dave. Probably about 76, 77 over there. Football is going on. Playoff baseball is going on. NBA starting preseason. NHL season starts Tuesday. I mean, holy cow. It's college football. Unbelievable. How about the Aggies? My goodness. What a game by Texas A&M. Oh, boy. Tell you what. Big game coaches. That hurt. There's a few of them. And Jimbo Fisher's as good as it gets. We saw it again last night.
What? Um, but the only way to enjoy First that. former coach to beat Saban. Is that right? Yeah, 24-1 and one now. Saban is against his former coaches. When did Chimbo coach with him? The LSU. He was his offensive coordinator. God damn. How about that? Well, that was pretty wild. That sucked. But uh, is that right? It did. At least I had the Dodger game right next to it, so it was easier. <laughs> but, yeah, just think about being out back, that beautiful tailor-made pool, the sound system, the TV, all of it. But it starts with the pool. And, Dave, come on. We came in, I mean, it's been the running theme all night. Yeah. Right now, the first, uh, the first six of you, cash only, call Amy. Right now, you say, Amy, I got cash. I need the Dave and Jeff special. She said, you talking, Lisa, Lisa? I'm talking goddamn right. <laughs> I saw that picture. It could be Lisa, Lisa tonight in her prime, whichever. Six in her prime, six for Lisa, Lisa tonight. 12 total pools. Amy's like, that was not the deal. It's the new deal. 12 Lisa Lisa pools, but you got to have cash. You got to act fast. Dave, give him the number again. Hold on. Okay, I got some Lisa Lisa news for you, too. Breaking news for you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Big news. Again, the number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I knew the number, but I just, I'm so... Jittery I know, over here. I'm telling you. So, Lisa Lisa, I can't find anything about her being married. Okay, okay. that's good. That is good. Hold on. Wait a second. Um, oh, dude, she did get married in 2005. Fuck. Son of a bitch. So, okay, so here's the deal. Remember the movie Coming to America? Yeah. The girl Lisa that Eddie Murphy falls in love with? Yeah. That's who they wanted for the movie. She turned it down. Oh. How about that? Fuck. She probably would have won an Academy Award. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I am telling you, that is my absolute kryptonite right I'm there. You. Geekster, I'm telling you, you're like, Jeff, you're overreacting. I'm not. I'm not. Rose, you're going to hear this. God damn it. She's my kryptonite. She absolutely is. Dan Williams is the person you want to talk to when it comes to getting out of debt, fixing your finances. Again, Dan Williams doing great things. He's in Florida already. How about Dan? Riding his ass off. Fucking his ass across America like he does uh, every single year. I tell you what, Dan Williams is your guy, though, to help you get out of debt, help you buy that first home. So many things when you talk about money problems and getting into a money solution. So many of our friends, we were just talking about, Rita and I were at at dinner tonight talking about retirement. Saying, you know what, we always talk about people saying that, hey, I'm going to save, I'm going to invest, I'm going to do this. Everyone always pushes it down the road. Yeah. What is the plan? And then so many people we know saying, how are they going to possibly retire? Whether it's a 401k right. or investments, whatever they're going to do. And you, you start thinking about it. Is it one of those where that dream of retiring is out the window that you're going to work to the day you die? Or are you going to sit there and figure it out? Dan Williams can answer all these questions for you. You shouldn't wait any longer. Make sure you call Dan Williams this week. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. So funny you say that, Dave. I was watching a video. And now I'm trying to think and I'm having a complete mind block. On somebody who I was watching today talk about that. I, I don't know who it was or, or what I was watching, but they were saying about retirement and, and the need to have money put aside and not making those decisions early in life and, and trying to play catch up. And it's, Was it Tom Vu? Do you love beautiful girls? <laughs> Goddamn right I do, Tom. Don't talk to me like I'm stupid. Out there in your white jump pants. Remember, he had those like. Of course. 
stupid limo, the whole deal. Yeah, the tennis court. Who who actually okay, let me rank these three guys as far as money makers. We go through this a lot. I'm gonna give you four guys. Go ahead. Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. Stock guy. What an idiot. Tom Vu. Yes. Uh, tennis court magnet. Ken, the guy who did the one ads. Oh that yeah. Guy. That guy we couldn't figure out how yeah. he's made all his money through the one ads? Yeah, that guy. Or Dan Williams. Oh, Dan Williams. Is the only I guy think I trust. Dan's the only guy. And those other three have very solid credentials. But Dan is the man. By the way, Dan, how cool is this? Our pal boo to you at the game last night, Kings game with his father. Yeah. With tickets from Dan Williams. That's really Looking cool. out for, for this community and and doing fun things. And our buddy was there last night with his father. And that was just, I mean, I'm there with my kids. And it goes all around. But he said, yeah, I was able to come tonight with my dad because Dan hooked me up. Your boy, Tom Vu, all right, yeah. is a professional poker player. He won $2 million in, as of 2017 playing poker. Dave, I tell you what, if I saw him sit down, I'd say, you know what? Is there room at the next table? Because this guy's legit. <laughs> Let me see what that little fucking, that other little fucker. He's another guy, that one ads guy. How old, yeah, how old do you think Tom Vu is? 74. Tom Vu is only 63. Really? Yep. Uh, infomercial. Yeah, it's there. You can YouTube that shit. Yeah. Not Ken Lloyd. What was that guy's name? Wanted's infomercial. <laughs> I got to find this guy. Hi. I've taken ads out all around Don LaPrey. Yeah, it made zero sense. I could not figure that out. One. What? How much can I win, Don? Just one, Dave. He's at the beach, fucker. Yeah, great. <laughs> Makes zero sense. How fun. Yeah. I've watched this commercial 30,000 times, and I still can't figure out how he makes any money. Yeah. Don, am I selling meth in the ad? That's what he's doing. And if this doesn't work, you can sell encyclopedias door to door. Another thing no one else uses anymore. He was making 50000 a week out of his one-bedroom yep. apartment. Yep. And Lenny Dykstra uses his friend's room to record videos on his iPhone. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Well, i tell you what. Does anybody even get the paper anymore? Where no, the that's fuck? my point. No one even gets papers anymore. Didn't Don go to jail? I don't think that, am, am I right on that? If he went to jail, he's not the kind of guy that would survive in jail very long. He's another guy, like John Stewart in yeah. the leaf blower. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Oh, he died. Oh, Christ. Oh, fuck. In jail? October 2nd, 2011. Wait, how the fuck did Don LaPrey die? Do you know this? This son of a bitch brought us the world, the greatest vitamin in the world, Oh, shit. How about this shit? Stingray. Don LaPrey died on October 2nd, 2011, while in jail awaiting his trial. Hang on. Dude, see? According to a June 15th, 2011 AP article, 
LaPrey was indicted by a federal grand jury in Phoenix, Arizona on June 8, 2011 on accusations of running a nationwide scheme to sell worthless internet businesses. <laughs> Is that what he did with just yeah, one ad? Shocker. Did he put his obituary in the classified ads? <laughs> Federal prosecutors <laughs> accused LaPrey of belking more than two... You 220,000 victims need to get your shit no together. Shit. What are you doing on a Saturday night? Call Dan Williams, you fucks. <laughs> How many letters, how many sentences do I get in my want ad? $52 million that little fucker made. This is my favorite part of the show. He was charged with 41 counts of conspiracy, mail fraud, wire fraud, promotional money laundering, and transactional money laundering. A federal judge issued a bench warrant on June 22nd, 2011, Laura's birthday. So if Laura was born in 68, so she would have been... Uh, Laura's 43rd birthday. Uh, on June 27, 2011, LaPrey was arrested in Tempe, Arizona at a Lifetime Fitness Center where he'd reportedly lived for two days. He lived at the gym. Yeah, because he could take a shower. With serious self-inflicted... Slept on a weight bench. How about... Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Everybody calm down. <laughs> Listen to this. Whew. Don was arrested at a Lifetime Fitness Center where he reportedly lived for two days. I already read that. With serious self-inflicted knife wounds to his groin. The wounds led authorities to believe LaPrade attempted suicide while at Lifetime Fitness by trying to cut the artery in his legs. Dude, why don't you just look? Just stack on a shitload of weight on that fucking bench press bar. You don't need to stab yourself in the nutsack. It gets worse. Worse than that? Oh, my God. Don LaPrey died October 2nd, 2011, while in jail, awaiting his trial, scheduled to begin two days later. Dave, the autopsy reported that he died of a massive blood loss after cutting his throat with a razor blade and then wrapped himself in sheets to conceal the massive blood loss from anyone who might try to save him. Hey, shout out to the guards on duty that night. Hey, guys, Don might be on uh, yeah. suicide watch. We probably want to keep an eye out on cell 1A. What's he doing? Uh, I think he's fine. He just asked for a razor. He said he was going to do a little bit of whittling. He was going to try to make a canoe out of a small piece of wood. Okay, sounds legit. That's good. I've heard whittling keeps guys calm. Anything else? Yeah, he asked for sheets. Well, we're in Arizona, so it probably gets uh, cold in there. How many did he ask for? He was weird. He kind of did like a, like a scarf motion. Okay. And he said, well, I have three. Weird. Tell me again what he was whittling. Funny. He said that he wanted to make like a little canoe. Apparently, he spent so much time by the water when he was doing those infomercials and he was fascinated with small boats. So we'd given him a little nail clipper. He said, no, this isn't going to get it done. I'm going to need something big. I said, well, Don, you're in jail. I'm not giving you a machete. What are you, crazy? You're a little fucking whacked out in the head. So instead, I went out. My buddy owns Hal's Barber, Dave. You know the one. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, hey, you have any of those straight edge razors guys like? 
Well, yeah, what do you need it for? You you want to shave? Fuck, no, that's scary. You could cut yourself. So got a guy down in C block doing a little old-fashioned whittling. Well, where'd he get the wood? Fuck me. You know, I never <laughs> saw the wood. Fuck. I never saw the piece of wood. You think he used a fucking straight edge I got him? Nah, I don't know. You think so, doctor? Yeah, it's a fucking ice line. <laughs> I don't want to jump to conclusions. Well, are we sure that the, the scarf sheet I gave him, that the one he hid everything from? Well, did you guys check on him? Of course we did. We watched Deal or No Deal. And then we watched Family Feud because Steve Harvey's great. He always baits those people into saying something kind of pervy. And then we went down and, well, well Don was no longer old. Don's a millionaire. It was old Don's a fucking corpse. Jesus. It's a corpse. The fuck are they doing Dude, in that jail? None of us are surprised. <laughs> Do you remember the scene in Boogie Nights, the, the party, where the, yeah. the old man showed the guy that funds all the porn money, yeah. shows up and that guy does the coke with the girl in the back and she ODs. And the guy's like, shit, this happened to me last week. And he's crying in the end. The guy goes, maybe I need to get some new Coke. And he looks at him and goes, oh, you think so, doctor? It's yeah, all- I love that guy. You <laughs> think so, doctor? Yeah, he, he wore a yeah, he wore the yellow, the, that's uh, what I mean, the little ascot. The ascot, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Look, at Don's in the picture. Yeah. He's just surrounded by money. Yeah, it looks trustworthy to me. Fuck yeah. Jesus. God, I hope his fucking soul isn't in this room watching this shit tonight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God damn. Oh, Thanks my God. Thanks for gosh. bringing that up. Oh, well, dude, you brought it up. You I went through everybody. Shit. You did. Which one? And then you brought it up. You well, dropped all the names. I got to tell you, man, quite honestly, I was leaning, you know, Don, Dan, Dan, Don. But fuck, I guess Dan wins. What a mess. Hey, Kyle Fluger this is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to your website. You want to fix that website? You want to generate more hits? Kyle Fluger's your guy. See, that's the thing right there. You move out of newspapers. Kyle's yeah. your guy. To, legit. Legit. So you had to get more hits right there. Kyle's your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Yeah. If you want to run a business where, where the FBI is not looking to lock <laughs> you up, uh, the first thing you're going to need is a good, legitimate website. Nobody can help you with that easier and better than our pal Kyle Fluger. Absolutely right. Ken should have talked to Kyle. He should have. He should have. All right, it's getting late, so I'm going to fire through these. All right, let's go. October 10th, celebrity birthdays. How old are they and how much are they worth? Okay. We're going to start off with the governor, Gavin Newsom. Old haircut. Uh, haircut. Let's say he's, he's 58. God dang, 53. Really? Dude, yeah, younger than I thought. Boy, that job will age you. 53, yep. How much is he worth? Uh, I think he's worth some dough. I'm going to say $40 million. $20 million, it says. Okay. It's still a lot of money. All right, so here's another thing I found on him. How tall do you think he is? I'm going to say 6'2". Uh, Pretty close, dude. 6'3". Yeah. Man, what a guess shorter. All right, this one, it cracked me up. Once in a while, I'll put out a tweet that I laugh as I do it, just for the reaction. I just wish to said, hey, San Diego, how about wishing everyone? Yeah, I like that. Mario Lopez a happy birthday. How old is Mario Lopez? I think I saw this. Didn't okay. she write 47? 47. 47. 
I think he made Everybody wrote, fuck you, Packy. And he was on it. That's what cracked me up. If he saw that shit, everyone's like, fuck you, Mario, eat shit. Everyone was so mad. Dude, I remember covering a Monday night game at Qualcomm. Yeah. Before they changed everything around. So it was the old configuration of the press box. And he sat, like, right next to me. He was there. Must have been, like, the AC Slater days or whatever he did after that. Fucking nicest guy going. Everyone says he's a nice guy. Dude, he was so nice. Um, but everybody hates him now. Oh, everyone hates his guts. Yeah. Well, he fucking sold out Chula Vista. He sure didn't did. He, he sure fucking, did. Uh, how are you feeling, T-shirt tech? <laughs> he kicked you right. You thought we kicked you in your nuts with your fucking yeah. Monster Jam tickets. Fuck you. Mario Lopez just fucking smacked you. Uh, oh, my gosh. Dude. Uh, I'm going to say $35 million. Pretty close. $25 million. I'm shocked you even said that much money. Okay. All right, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, let's say he's 44. 46. Uh, 60 million. $225 million. God damn, how about that? How about that? All right, next two also are, are guys that you followed for a while. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Let's say Favre is 50. 51. Uh, $80 million. $100 million. Well, no. Okay. Last one, David Lee Roth. Oh, shit. Um, say 63. 66 years old. Say $8 million. $60 million. No shit. That's what it says for David Lee Roth. $60 million. Good for him. All right, here we go. Five random questions here. Would okay. you rather go on a date with your best friend, and, oh, and, excuse me, or... Turn your love interest into your best friend. Oh, that's very funny. Wait a minute. Hang on. Give so that go, to me again. Would you rather go on a date with someone that you say, this is my best friend, so we, have, we I already know I have something in common and they care about me, or do you yeah. rather turn your love interest into your best friend? Oh, that's funny. That actually has happened to me on both of those. Okay. Uh, both actually were great, uh, but I'd take number one. Uh, I'd take number two. Really? Yeah, I think I'd take number two. No, because, yeah, when when that happens, it's funny, though, because you can laugh down the road when everything, when the when the scars are healed, you can laugh at who comes into the picture. I went out with a girl once who was, at the time, she was my closest friend, you yeah. know, and we tried it for like two days, and man, when, it was, it was like fucking back to the future. First yeah, time I weird, kissed right? her, it was weird, and it was weird for her, it was weird for me. Yeah. We both were like, this isn't going to work. Uh, for me in high school, it was a girl that I always liked, and then I blew out my ACL, and I was just I was home every day, man. Yeah. And she would come visit every fucking day. She'd come visit and get me out of the house and do all those kind of things. So we started dating. It was great. Yeah. And then uh, you know you kind of go your separate ways, but then she ended up being my roommate and everything else. Yeah, she's awesome. You know her. She's a fucking spaz. But <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty, that was pretty, great. She's a spaz. Yeah, she's pretty cool, though. Which musical artist is greatly overrated? Overrated? Oh, I like this a lot. Uh, oh, fuck. How much time you got? Anybody from Steely Dan? Anybody from Super Tramp? Yeah. Anybody from Styx? Bob Dylan's overrated. Bob Dylan's mine. Uh, Dude, the other day I told Alexa, play, play the best of Bob Dylan. Dude, yeah, I couldn't make it through three songs. Fuck no. Uh, who else? This is pretty good. I like this. Luke Bryan's overrated. I tell you he suck, shit. what sucks. Anyone, I don't trust anyone that's a fish fan. 
Yeah. Fish is like the worst band of Weezer. all time. <laughs> no, it's funny. Everyone I know has seen Weezer live somewhere. Everyone has seen Weezer somewhere. Yeah, I'll take Weezer out of that mix. I, I couldn't tell you anything. I'd probably go to that show and Oh, have my fun. gosh. Fish. Yeah, I'll take Fuck Fish. I've tried to listen Grateful to Fish. Dead. Fish is terrible. Grateful Dead's a great one. Fuck you, Bill yeah. Walton. Grateful Dead's terrible. Uh, Grateful Dead's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, what the fuck? Coldplay is a bunch of fucking pussies. Just say Dude, what pull, it is. Pull, poor Coldplay and Nickelback. Can't catch a break. Nickelback sucks. Uh, yeah. What was he got on that list? <laughs> no, I don't have a list. It's just in my head, Bob Dylan was the first thing that popped up. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Blow your nose, you fucking asshole. He should do those breathe right strips. Yeah. Change his entire voice. This comes out. How many? Hey, it worked. All right, here we go. We say this okay. all the time. People say this all the time. Man, that guy's creepy. What behaviors make you think a person's creepy? Uh, absolutely. Any guy that's always in a picture standing directly behind a woman. Oh, that's funny. Directly, like just the woman and the guy, and he stands yeah. directly behind her? Yeah. So very Michael Myers-like to me. Oh, that's hilarious. Just very weird, and especially if it's done consistently. Oh, that's funny. I got to look at that. To me, it's always the, the close talkers, the, the people that get too close to you, don't understand space. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? Come on, man. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not a TV show where we have to be in the same shoot. Step, uh, step back. Don't get so close. Uh, the other one is if you're out with a group of people yeah. and there's women at the table, and that particular person, when they talk to the woman, has to lower their tone a little bit. You know, you know, I was there. Right? <laughs> you know, was, hey, Try to get more bass in, the th in their voice. No, how you doing over there, Roger? Oh, I've been great. How's it going? And then Mary says, Roger, what have you been up to? Well, you know, I was over in uh, Germany. I was over there doing some work. Doing some work. Uh, you know, not a whole lot. I was working with Elon Musk. Can't hear you over here, Roger. What? Ah, uh, nothing. I'm just talking to Mary. So, yeah, you know, Elon Musk called me. Those fuckers. <laughs> Fuck off. You're not that interesting, you fucking clown. How many people do you know named Roger? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to find a guy named Roger. You know what I'm going to do, Dave? Yeah. I'm going to pass him over to Erica, our little fancy football friend. She was so busy talking shit today that yeah. our team lost today. Yeah, that's what and happens. I blame her. <laughs> that's what happens. I'm going to give her next week. I'm like Pete Seidler. I see things in my GM that others don't. But if she doesn't, if our team doesn't get together next week, she may be a free agent. <laughs> okay, there you go. And then I'm going to find Roger, yeah. soft-spoken guy, and I'm going to pass him over to her. All right, here we go. You don't need to say what it is on there, okay? okay. But have you ever had anything in your car or your home that would have gotten you arrested? Oh, that's funny. Car or home would have gotten me arrested. I don't think so. I don't think so either. That's funny you say that. I thought, man, I must be the most boring guy going because for me, it's no. I mean, I got nine ounces of fucking crystal meth in my wallet. Like you've never had a gun on the seat or an open no, container I'm... of alcohol in the drink holder? No. Yeah, me neither. No, all that shit freaks me out. Yeah. Like. Dude, getting arrested freaks me Dude, out. Dude, you aren't kidding. I have no desire to go to jail. Um, <laughs> That's a big so yeah. fear. But no, I've never owned a gun in my life. Yeah. I never drank and, and all that. So, no, that's why I was like thinking, like, well, what else could it be, right? Yeah. Um, no. That's funny. Last night, last night I had, uh, 
a couple uh, a couple shots of whiskey. What like, kind? Um, it was it was god dang. I had first one. I had it had a, like peanut butter taste to it. And oh, I was uh, like, you got to try this out. And then my wife loved it. I did Was it? I don't even know what the fuck it was. And then I had uh, San Diego. I think it was. I think I had just Jack after that. But yeah, yes, yeah, so not a big drinker. One of the people with us who drinks always cracks me up because I always look at her. And I always wait for her to drink a certain amount because her voice turns into a cartoon character. Oh, I like that. It's like she turns into Ricky Henderson. I like that a lot. <laughs> I was like, all right, she's hammered. She's turned into a cartoon character every time. I like that a lot. All right, here we go. Last question. What's the perfect temperature for a thermostat in the house? Uh, that's really good, too. I'm going to say it's uh, I probably used to say like 66, which is so great. Yeah. Now too much. I'm going to say 70. That's where I'm at. I go 70. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you start going 68 yeah. or anything. In my car, I told her I'd go 60, as low as it goes. But in, in the house, I go, I go 70. What would your wife say? She would say the same. She would, she, 70, I, not dude, 72? I completely, I completely, 72 is way too hot for me. It, it's funny. 72, I don't like it. 70, I'm, I'm fine with. She's fine with. I have completely have trained her, by the way, on this thermostat. I'm sure she thing. likes that terminology. Yeah. I, this is it. She knows her place. <laughs> Oh fuck! But anybody, anybody who rides with me—you've ridden with me yeah. many times. You're like me. You like it cool. I had when I had Sean Walchef in the, in the car with me last week, man. I said, dude, just let you know it's going to get fucking cold in here. Yeah. If you want to fix on your side, go ahead. He didn't, man. He toughed it out all the way through. But I blast that AC, and it was below. You know, six, it says sixty, then it says low. It says yeah. low right on that motherfucker, dude. It was crazy last night coming home from Staples, and got back down to San Diego. It was probably like midnight. Yeah. Jumped into 7-Eleven to grab a bottle of water. And fuck, man, anybody that's been out late now, I haven't been out. It's the last time I, or first time I've been out past midnight, probably who knows when. Dude, it was 54 degrees when I got out last night. We we're like, oh, shit, this is cold. <laughs> that was great. So, all right, well, that's it for tonight. Uh, we'll see you back here on Wednesday. Okay.
like they make in the USA That guy with the attitude, he better go away Five-cent video game, put a smile on my face That stop sign was paralyzed, but I ran it anyway Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV What Californian cussed their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I 